Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. Medical Files, uh, Medical Files coming to you live on a Wednesday from uh, 8 to 9 p.m. And alhamdulillah, uh, this evening it's the turn of uh, your favorite, my favorite, and the Ummah's favorite doctor. He's a specialist family physician, our very own uh, Dr. Faru Kafiji. Let me welcome the Ummah and uh, Dr. Faru Kafiji with a hearty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening, uh, Doctor? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you and to your listeners. Alhamdulillah, everything is going well. We're now into spring. Everything around you is now flowering. Have a look and you'll enjoy uh, the, the namas of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I love that. I love that, uh, Doctor says. There's a spring. You know, it's spring. There's a spring in your step. There's a new, uh, yeah, new springs in his car. And as you said, when it's uh, springtime, uh, we talk, yeah, I mean, it, it fits in so aptly with our topic where we talk about, you know, Dr. Farooq Hafiji encourages us to walk for good health. And, you know, you walk uh, different, uh, people have different styles of walking. Some walk like this fella and some like that fella. But our Nabi Muhammad Wasallam used to be very sprightly in his walk, he used to walk at a very fast pace. And some always walk like, hey, I got all the time in the world. But Dr., you know, really, uh, you know, you, you remind me of the eyes of the noble Quran, So which is it of the favors of your Lord do you deny? Urdu and alhamdulillah, you know, looking at all these nameth and these gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and perhaps one of the important gifts is, you know, your mobility. If you can walk and, you know, walking plays such an important role in our physiology and also when you look at uh, you know when uh, uh, mums and dads have kids and they'll always worry about one thing doctor they'll say when will this child walk and then you'll find that other auntie telling this auntie and that auntie hey, you know the child is nine months old and still not walking shame eh? and the child is still you know, dragging along uh, doctor <laughs> i mean uh, this is not uh, by the way but uh, on this topic of walking you know may, pay, uh, perhaps your preamble doctor Walking is absolutely essential. It is uh, it is very, very necessary for us to do that. And, uh, you know, uh, younger people run, uh, but uh, uh, it's okay. Uh, they can run because their joints are okay, their, their, their cartilages are okay, uh, their ligaments are okay, more supple. Uh, but as you get older, your ligaments get a bit tighter, uh, your, your cartilages begin to wear off. Uh, and so you you create a problem for yourself if you run. Um, uh, but walking doesn't have any of those um, uh, bad problems for people who are older. Uh, you can walk, you can walk and walk and walk until you until you until you leave this world. Uh, you'll be quite okay and you'll be quite healthy. Uh, it has so many ab- absolutely brilliant um, effects on your body. Uh, that, uh, you know, if uh, people who don't walk, miss out on these uh, favors uh, that Allah Ta'ala has bestowed on us. Sir, doctor, you know, when uh, walking, uh, you know, many will say it's a great way to improve or maintain your overall health. And, uh, you know, some people say, all right, you know, Dr. Faru Kafiji, I know in, in some cases just uh, 30 minutes of everyday walking uh, can increase your cardiovascular fitness. It can strengthen your bones, uh, perhaps even reduce uh, body fat and uh, boost uh, muscle power and endurance. And uh, this walking, but the walking has to be at a certain pace. What happens if I pace for about the same 30 minutes, or I call it walking, but I do it in a slow pace? What happens then, doctor? 
Well, you're not you're not really exercising. Although the walking is still good for you because it will still create flexibility in your joints. It will still create mobility in your joints, but you won't get the benefit of uh, stamina, increased stamina. Uh, you won't get the benefit of uh, of the exercise part of the walking, uh, which is which is a cardiovascular benefit. The heart, uh, the heart and the blood vessels benefit uh, if you don't walk briskly. Uh, you will get other mechanical uh, uh, benefits, but not uh, the the ones that improve your heart, you know, improve your blood vessels, improve improve your blood your blood pressure, you know, improve your diabetes. Uh, all that happens when you start when you when you take a brisk walk, um, and uh, not running, but just a brisk walk. And uh, the other important thing is that you said 30 minutes uh, a day. That's fine, alhamdulillah. But the, uh, another important thing to do is to make sure that you are active throughout the day. Don't sit for too long, and that's and, and, and even that little little bit of walking around the house um, will help quite a bit. So don't sit for more than 30 minutes or 45 minutes without taking a little walk for about one or two minutes and coming back and sitting again and doing your work. And uh, uh, and uh, this is um, uh, you know that's why uh, for housewives it's much easier because. Uh, they are here and there and in this room and in that room and they are moving all the time uh, and that's very good for them. But uh, sitting down for long periods of time is, is not healthy at all. That is the opposite of what happens to our bodies uh, from, from walking. It actually slows our body down. Uh, it actually causes more problems in our, in our health uh, by just sitting most of the day. We should be walking most of the day and sitting for very less time. Now, Doctor, I want to tell you that I grew up in this uh, beautiful town called Isapingo Beach, where Bhai Padia Rahimullah lived, and uh, many other people, Molana Harun Rahimullah, and so forth. But uh, as a young man, you know, I was always motivated because this town had the tennis courts, it had the cricket fields, it had the soccer fields. And at my time, when I was growing up here in the 70s, uh, we had the uh, Louis Botha Airport nearby, which was exactly, I'll tell you, from my home to Louis uh, Botha Airport was about maybe eight kilometers, five miles. So every Sunday morning, a group of uh, my friends and I, uh, young men, got together and we sprinted to the airport, doctor. It was only sugarcane fields and we should sprint to the airport. And once we reached the airport, we should go buy our ice cream and sit on the on the benches. They, they, you know, you, they, they, you could uh, virtually see the plane right in front of your nose when it landed and took off. And uh, when we had our rest and then we ran back home. But, you know, it made us fit athletes when we played our whatever sports we played, our soccer, our cricket. We were simply the best doctor. So exercising, running, walking, it all had to do with that, uh, doctor. But, but uh, you know, some of the side effects uh, could have been that we are running on tar all the time. But thank Allah, you know, none of us ended up with arthritis and so forth. But in uh, modern times, you watch the younger and younger people are succumbing to you know, a, a knee problem or, you know, the, 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 the ankles are sore and so forth. Uh, and then you get them going for specialist uh, shoes and so forth. Would you say that, you know, in yesteryear, we were more of the hardy type? I mean, you too, coming from a background of Port Shepston, you guys were like, you know, they called them, they called us a Zulu chicken, uh, doctor. Uh, no, I think, I think uh, we just were fortunate enough not to develop those problems because, uh, that's a mechanical issue that you're talking about, where there's pounding on the road, on the hard surface, uh, with uh, uh, with uh, with shoes that uh, don't have the cushioning effect. 
can cause uh, the impact of that uh, uh, of that running uh, can cause the quite a, quite serious impact on your knees and on your hips and on your back as well. Uh, so the shoes are very important now for us to cushion it. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe I'm not sure whether we had gravel in those days, uh, whether we were running on gravel or whether we were running on tar, mm. uh, because the ground is a bit softer. Uh, so running on ground is a bit easier than running on 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 asphalt. Asphalt is very hard, and uh, the impact of every step uh, that you put on, on onto that asphalt will will reverberate throughout your body, uh, causing uh, pressure on your knees, your hips, and your back as well. So um, so I think we are fortunate in, in that we didn't probably develop uh, any any serious problems at that time. Uh, I think also. Uh, you know that the distance is about five kilometers, I would say, or, or, or seven kilometers, five or seven kilometers. Uh, but these days, people run 30, 40 kilometers without even blinking an eyelid. So uh, those people really require good shoes, cushioning shoes, so that the impact of that uh, of that uh, of, of the foot going onto the road is not transmitted to through to the body. Uh, it's better to run on soft surfaces, uh, but on grass would be better. Uh, because the impact will, will not be that uh, severe. Uh, that's why you find that treadmills will have a cushioning effect as well. Uh, they are not hard. Uh, they are a bit softer because they have springs at the bottom uh, to to minimize the impact on your body uh, when you're running. So running on a treadmill is quite okay as well because of that uh, of that cushioning that uh, treadmill uh, uh, with the springs has on 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 your body. Yes, I know. You talk about the treadmill. Very important exercise is, uh, yeah, walking. And uh, there you can even uh, put your speed, whatever speed you want to get to. And, uh, you know, doctor, uh, perhaps a question that people will pose to you, they'll ask you, Dr. Farouk Hafiji, is walking, uh, you know, a, walking every day uh, a good ex- exercise? And, uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe you don't have to supplement it with other exercises. How would you respond to that? Well, uh, you, the running in itself is a very good uh, cardiovascular uh, exercise. Um, it will strengthen your muscles of the lower limbs, not the upper limbs. Uh, so you do need some other exercise for the upper limbs to keep your upper limb muscles toned. Uh, and uh, there will be some impact on the core muscles, which are very, very important. The core muscles are between your pelvis and your ribs. Uh, those muscles are absolutely uh, important for, for back support and for getting up and sitting down are going to Sazda and coming up again, uh, that those are the muscles that play a very important part uh, in doing that. So uh, again, uh, you know, talking about Salah, our intention in running should be to improve our our condition for the for the for the performance of Salah. And and if you if you run with that intention, um, Allah Ta'ala will actually reward you for the running um, uh, rather than not no intention. Uh, if you make other any other intentions. You're not, you're not going to get rewarded. But if you run with the intention of improving your salah, uh, you can imagine now you get the benefit of the of the running. And of course, in the in the, in the, in the akhirah, uh, you will see the benefit of that running uh, um, uh, there for you, waiting for you. So uh, running is, uh, is, is, uh, is, is, is okay for the legs muscles, for the calf muscles, for the thigh muscles, for the buttocks muscles. And to a certain extent, uh, the core muscles and the back muscles, but upper limbs, uh, no, it doesn't do anything. You have to do some ex- uh, other exercises for the upper limbs uh, to to get that going.
Yes, uh, you know, Doctor, sometimes we are very fortunate. We have our five daily salah. And I know that Fajr Salah is actually uh, very magical indeed. Uh, the fresh air you get in, and uh, they say that's the best time to breathe in and breathe out because everything is uh, fresh and Allah is blessing it, and the morning is full of uh, goodness. So would you say, you know, if you are, you know, if you if you're walking, if you want to take a good, uh, you know, long walk or an ideal walk, it will be perhaps the sunrise, or would you say, no, some people say the sunset, you know, about 4 p.m. or so, uh, so forth. But at that time, uh, pollution levels are very high, Doctor. How do you react? Yeah, that's a problem these days with the cars, uh, you know, peak time that people going home, people coming from home, going to work. Uh, so it is a peak time. And you are you're right there. There's quite a bit of pollution in the air at that time. Uh, but again, uh, you know, you, you need to uh, you need to be a bit more alert about it. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned was a breathing. Uh, very, very seldom do we take a deep breath if we don't exercise. Very, very seldom would you take a deep breath. And it's so important for us to take a deep breath to open up our alveoli or to open up our air sacs so that uh, gas exchange can take place e- efficiently. Uh, so if you don't take a deep breath and you take shallow breaths, um, the ends of the lungs do not expand and you're not getting the full benefit of the, of the air that you're breathing in. So... So, you, you know, if you're walking briskly, you don't have to worry about that because when you walk briefly, briskly, you, you will automatically take deep breaths. So you don't even have to worry about taking deep breaths. It will happen automatically. So, uh, so uh, the, the breathing part, uh, you've solved two problems. You're exercising or you're walking briskly and you are, you are taking deep breaths, which means you're opening up your lungs. More, more oxygen is going to go in and more carbon dioxide is going to come out you feel refreshed and you feel healthier. Now, walking on the road, you must look at the, look at the direction of the wind. <clears throat> so if the wind is blowing, say, from left to right, walk on the left of the road. All the pollution will go to the right. So, you know, when, you, when you're walking, just think about what's, what's around you, where's the wind, what's the wind doing, because wind is, a, is what takes the pollution away. Uh, so you, you will get some pollution from... Uh, from from the direction of, of the wind that's coming through from the other side, but most of the pollution on the road will go past onto the other side. So if you just pay attention to that, um, you will get you will minimize. You won't exclude it completely, but you will minimize the pollution. Better still, if you can find a place to walk where there are no traffic, where there's no traffic, uh, it'll be even better. But walking at Fajr time is is absolutely wonderful because there's, there's hardly any cars on the road. And uh, there's hardly any pollution in the air. And that's the perfect time for, for you to, to, to take a walk from home uh, if it's safe. And, um, and uh, always encourage people to walk in groups uh, to the masjid, uh, make a plan with your neighbors and uh, meet at a certain time and walk to the masjid and walk back again. And that will be your daily exercise. And, uh, and walk briskly. Don't, walk, don't take casual uh, walk. Walk briskly as if you are, if you are exercising. And, and that will form part of your daily uh, routine of exercise. And what a pleasure it is. And you can do that uh, after Maghreb as well. Isha time, again, when the traffic is down again, uh, you can do that again at that time. Uh, uh, and uh, as long as it's safe for you uh, these days, I mean, the criminals are all waiting everywhere. But if you walk in a group, uh, it's unlikely that they will attack you uh, in a group. So, uh, so uh, always... Uh, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's two times of the day you can walk 
uh, that will part, form part of your routine uh, that you don't even have to think about exercise. Uh, it just happen automatically. Yeah, beautiful indeed, uh, Doctor. I've got this habit of uh, enjoying, uh, you know, bananas every morning, you know, uh, just before Fajr. It uh, has to be one banana and some water. And, uh, you know, I'm sharing a secret with you, the fasting thing. I think you know about this from many, many lighty days. I'm doing it Mondays and Thursdays. But uh, yeah, generally, I do this. And, you know, having a banana early in the morning. And, uh, you know, tell me, perhaps, what's your thoughts on, you know, when uh, what should we do after the morning walk, uh, doctor? I mean, some uh, dietary tips also. Well, it's better to walk uh, without having anything in your tummy. Uh, because when you start eating, your body has to now bring blood to your uh, to your stomach and to your intestine to digest that food that you just had. So some of the blood from your limbs is diverted to your stomach. Uh, so the body now has to worry about your 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 the, the muscles of your legs to make you walk. Now it has also to worry about digesting what you just ate. So uh, it, it, to make it easier for the body. You should try not to have anything to eat uh, before you exercise so that the body can concentrate on, on supplying nutrition, nutrients uh, to your muscles that are actively working while you're exercising. So uh, try, try and do that if you can. But surely when you come back again from the exercise, uh, you can have whatever you want. Uh, it's no problem because now the blood can be diverted from your limbs or into your stomach to digest the food. Uh, it just makes it easier for the body. Uh, to to sort itself out. Then you find those uh, individuals, you know, after a walk and all, immediately they run into the shower, uh, you know, have a hot shower and all. Uh, I mean, what's your views on that? Some say, you know, it's not a good idea. Some say you must, okay, it's all right. You can have a, a nice hot shower. It adds to, you know, your walking or takes away the stiffness. What's your views, uh, doctor? No, it's fine. You can, you can, you can walk into the shower. Uh, and then or, or later, but sometimes it's better to walk into the shower early because you're sweating and you're, you're, you're perspiring and you're smelling uh, body odor and you don't you really don't want to carry that around with you in the house. So that's a good idea. But the very important thing to do is not to have a very hot shower because if you do have a very hot shower, it is going to lower your blood pressure. You may feel a bit dizzy and you may feel a bit weak uh, because it, the, the, the heat of the water dilates your blood vessels with the result that your blood will pool down uh, and uh, and it'll drop your blood pressure and, and you may feel a bit dizzy uh, so and, and a bit weak. So that's not a good idea. If you have a bath, sure, you can start off with a, uh, with a, hot, with a, with a bit of a hot shower, uh, but then cool the water down. Cool the water down until it's lukewarm and then have a lukewarm bath, a lukewarm shower. And you'll find, you'll find that you will be very, very much refreshed. If you do that, because now with the cooler water, your blood vessels constrict, putting more blood into your system rather than on the extremities, and you will have a better uh, refreshed feeling after that. You know, doctor, I must compliment you that uh, whenever, you know, on medical files, when you come out, the screens are virtually lighting up. Yeah, Tobela, which one should we take? There's uh, literally, doctor, there's hundreds of questions. Yeah, I'm going to go for that one. Yeah, that one there. Uh, yeah, it's Khalil. Khalil says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Blue Chef. I really enjoy Dr. Faru Kafiji. Uh, he's sounding young as ever. Yes, he's a mashallah, very sprightly man. Allah keep him, Allah bless him now and forever. He says, uh, Doctor, I want to know, how will the walking tone my stomach? Because I'm uh, 45 years old 
and he's gone like a balloon. Doctor, how do you respond to our brother there? Well, you see, when you walk, you're losing calories. So, you know, but the calories you lose when you're walking is, you know, is not very much. You'll have to walk really one hour will, will make you lose something like 60 calories or 70 calories. So you can imagine uh, how much you have to walk if you have a slab of chocolate which gives you 500 calories. Uh, so if you have 500 calories with a bar of chocolate, if you, eat, if you ate the whole lot, can you imagine how far you will have to walk to get rid of that, uh, those calories? So, um, so yes, so it, to, to, to lose weight, you, you have to do two things. You have to put less calories in. If you don't do that and you walk and you're hoping that your stomach will go down, it will not because you are putting in the extra calories uh, that, that your body doesn't need. So, the, so you have to go on a low-calorie diet. Now you walk uh, and you, you, your, your body will now start losing the fat. from. It doesn't only lose the fat from one part of the body. Uh, there are certain parts of the body where the fat gets stored. And, and uh, this is the stomach buttocks, the, side, the sides of, the, of our hips, uh, under our arms, on the chest, uh, on our upper arm, in the, in the back of the arm, uh, where the, tri the tricep muscles are. Uh, these are fat depots. These are places where uh, fat gets stored. So uh, when you start walking, these are the areas where the fat will start slowly coming out from uh, before it comes off on the rest of the body. So it's a long process. So uh, so yes, walking over a long period of time, it'll take a while, take a long time. But the important thing to do is to make sure that you're not putting the calories back again inside after walking because you are wasting your time. Uh, you, know, you, have to, you have to be in a calorie negative position. In other words, use more calories and put in less. That's how you lose weight. Uh, look at this question, uh, Fido says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan, Dr. Faru Kafiji, our salams to Mufti A.K. Hussain. And I must tell you, uh, Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan, that uh, we and our family members uh, say that uh, they've been listening to you and Dr. Faru Kafiji since the days of Channel Islam. Y'all did a medical talk then. And now uh, we also were talking about our late Haji Peh. He was a big fan of Dr. Faru Kafiji. Allah fill Haji Peh's covered with Noor Amin, Summa Amin. Doctor, we have a problem. Our family walks with the uh, with the feet outwards. Everyone laughs at us. I know they snigger at us. What is the co correct way of walking? Very sad indeed, uh, Doc. Yes, uh, it's an important point that and the correct way of walking would be to strike the heel on the ground first and then you go on to the ball of your foot and then you go on to your toes uh, to come off, off the walk. So it's a heel, the the the, the flat of the foot, the ball of the foot, and then the, 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 the toes. So that's how you, you're supposed to walk. Now, one of the reasons why, and, 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 and we should do that. Some, some people, the reason why you do that is very important is because we have muscle pumps in our lower limbs, which pushes the blood up. So the, so the blood comes down because the heart pumps the blood down into our, our, our lower limbs. And by gravity, it goes down into our toes, onto, up to our toes. But how does the blood come back up again? Uh, there's no pump there now on our feet to push the blood back again. So that pump depends on us. That pump is now, uh, we have muscle pumps, muscle, muscle pumps in our foot, muscle pumps in, on our calves, and muscle pumps on our thighs. And, and there are valves in the, in the veins 
uh, which stops the blood from going down. Once it's up, it'll, it'll stay there. Uh, so it goes up and up and up, and the valves stop it from from going down. And when when those valves don't work, that's how you get varicose veins. But but coming back to the walking, so though so when you walk with your heel first, and then your flat of your foot, and then the ball of the foot, and then you lift your foot up and the, and go onto your toes. What you are doing is you are actually using your foot pump to pump the blood up from your foot up into your into your leg. Now the leg where the calf muscles are have the the, the calf muscles are very strong and these blood these um, veins are right in the middle of the calf muscles and as a calf muscle contracts with you striking your heel on the road and the flat and then the ball of the foot and the and the toes you find that the muscle contracts very vigorously pushing the blood up again and and so with the thigh thigh muscles as well so that's how the blood goes up so it's important for us to walk correctly to get this muscle pumps going in our legs to push the blood up back to the heart, uh, and that way you can reduce the swelling on your legs as well. You can you can reduce the swelling in your feet. Now the other important point that you brought up is that the the, the toes are not straight. The, the foot is facing outwards. The foot is facing outwards. That's a that's a problem of weakness of the muscles of the inside of the thigh, and 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 that needs to be corrected. Inside of the thigh, inside of the calf. Uh, so uh, we need to exercise those muscles. And if you exercise those muscles, uh, you'll find that your leg, your foot will straighten out. Uh, and and uh, there are exercises to do. A biokinetist will be the ideal person to show you how how to do that. Uh, but if you want to do do it at home, there is a simple exercise that you can do uh, where you stand with your uh, with your foot on on a, on a flat surface, and then you you tighten the muscles on the inside of your thigh. You tighten the muscles on the inside of your thigh and on the inside of your calf, and you find your toes moving, your foot moving uh, straight, straighter, becoming straighter. And you keep tightening it where you stand. Just tighten it as hard as you can, and you find that it will slowly move to the uh, to, to, to become straight again. It's so important for us to do that because when we are reading Salah, our foot is supposed to face Qibla. We're supposed to face, uh, so so uh, we're supposed to face Makkah, so not India or or Dubai. It has to face Makkah. So that to do that, we have to get our foot straight, and uh, and uh, this exercise can help you to try and get that foot straight, so that we, we our foot is in line uh, with with our body uh, facing Qibla. So again, uh, stand on a, stand on a flat surface and uh, just. Tighten those muscles for for as long as you can. The muscles on the inside of your calf and the muscles on the in, inside of your thigh. Uh, and you, of course, you can at the same time contract the, your buttocks muscles as well, uh, which will give you extra strength uh, for the salah. And and uh, you do that, and you find that your leg will start straightening up. But a biokinetist will give you more exercises to do to try and get that leg, the, the, try and get the foot straightened out. Alhamdulillah, looking at this message, it says, uh, what a beautiful conversation uh, between uh, you and Dr. Farooq Afiji, Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan. I must tell you that uh, walking is such a, uh, is such a gift of an exercise that it can be done indoors and outdoors. And uh, doctor, you know, I have a very flat tummy, but uh, the reason is I walk very brisk, briskly, but I always lift my uh, knees up when I'm walking briskly. 
please tell them, doctor, to keep a flat tummy. You must walk like me. <laughs> doctor, your, uh, your comments. Well, uh, one of the exercises that can keep your core muscles firm is an exercise where you stand up and you lift your knee up as high as you can and, and uh, put it down again and lift the other one up and, and, and lift one, one um, you know, alternatively. Uh, and you lift it as high as you can. That's, that's a good way of strengthening your, your core muscles and also your, hem, your, your quadriceps, uh, which, are, which are the muscles in front of your thigh. Uh, and and uh, to a certain extent, your leg muscles as well. So uh, that's that's a good one. But you know, you don't have to do it while you're walking. You can do it after walking. Uh, you can lift up your your you know, stand where you are and then lift your leg your knee up as high as you can in front of you uh, without bending forward. Uh, and uh, that will strengthen your core muscles and and the other muscles as well. But the, the important point that you brought up there is that uh, that walking at home and and it's so important that you can you can walk at home. You don't have to go outside. You just walk around the house, around the rooms. Uh, mark mark a, like a like a path around the house. Go into your lounge, go into the passage, go into the veranda if you have a veranda or a balcony. Uh, walk again, back again into your bedroom and walk again uh, to your lounge, walk into the other bedrooms and walk again. You just keep walking and walking and walking for about half an hour. That's walking. That, that's fine. That's, that, will, that will keep you going as well. You don't have to leave the house. Uh, uh, to to do the walking, and it's ideal for women to do that uh, because uh, uh, you can strengthen your muscles while you're at home, uh, and you know uh, while and you can even while you're walking, you can make zikr and you, and uh, with the tasbih in your hand, uh, you know the time will go so fast you won't even realize it because you are now concentrating on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. In the meantime, you're getting your exercise done, uh, and uh, it's a very healthy way of starting the day. Uh, and I would encourage everyone to do that uh, in the morning for walk for as long as you can. And uh, you find a big difference in your day uh, for the following day uh, because your muscles will be toned and you feel you, you, you feel much better. Doctor, I'm going to share another, share another story with you. You know, many years ago, once again, you know, as Musallid of the mosque, I had this habit of always, uh, you know, being a captain or a leader and, uh, you know, galvanizing the uh, community to do exercise and so forth. So I had the Muazzin and a, a group of young men. Uh, we used to walk down, uh, you know, and uh, as, uh, as at that time, Spingo Beach had a lot of sugarcane fields, not a lot of buildings. So we used to go down. And we used to run, uh, they used to call it outer circuit road, around the road into the beach, uh, come down. And then we should, uh, when we came to an inclined uh, hill, I should tell everyone, turn now and run up backwards. And we all sprinted up backwards, uh, doctor. And I can tell you, we were all fit as a fiddle. I mean, running up backwards, uh, does it have any uh, negative uh, repercussions now? But uh, for me, you know, it, it never affected us. It made us even stronger. But what's your views on running backwards, uh, doctor? Yes, it would. It would build your back muscles up. Uh, your, your back muscles, your, your, your buttocks muscles, your hamstrings and your calf muscles. Uh, those are the muscles that, uh, that will be built up. Uh, because those are the muscles that you require uh, to walk to uh, to go to to walk backwards or to run. You can't. It's very difficult to run backwards. The only downside is that you may fall. You see, and create a problem for yourself by sustaining some injury again. So, and if you fall backwards, you the chances are that you're going to put your hand down, and you may sustain the fracture of your of your wrist. So, uh, the, the, that's the only downside. Walking backwards, uh, you can't see what's happening behind you. 
and uh, you you may end up with uh, with injury. So that's the reason why people try not to walk backwards. Uh, but it's a very good exercise. If you know where you are, if you know that there are no obstructions behind you, the ground is level, uh, then you can certainly walk backwards. It's, it's not for long, but just for a little while, and that will tone your muscles in the back, your buttocks, your hamstrings, and your calf muscles as well. Uh, Muhammad Deer says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Dr. Faru Kafiji and uh, Bruce Schaffer. Really enjoying the program uh, with you all. The whole family is glued. Uh, Jazakallah khair for that. He says, uh, May I uh, t- uh, share a tip with uh, you and Dr. Faru Kafiji? Uh, it is good to run up an incline or up, uh, up a hill because uh, that is very good, uh, a very good way to burn fat. I was a, a prompy man, but today, since I, since I run up the hill, it has uh, stimulated uh, my fat burning. Uh, doctor, will this work for everyone or am I the fortunate one that all my charbi is gone? Doctor? Uh, yes, of course. Well, uh, you know, Walking uphill or running uphill, you're exerting more energy, you're exerting more force, more power, you're using more calories. Uh, yes, you will, use, you will lose more, uh, more um, uh, calories with the result that you will lose weight if you, if you do it for long enough. Uh, but you need a lot of stamina to do that because it's not easy to run uphill. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, it takes a lot of uh, stamina, it takes a lot of muscle power to do that. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, so, you know, yes, you would lose more. You would use, lose more weight. Absolutely. Talking about weight, uh, doctor, and, you know, uh, fruit and walk. I mean, th- those that uh, go on a walk will always carry a, a water bottle or, you know, and uh, that is uh, what they're drinking at all, you know, all the time. And uh, perhaps you're looking at that as a scenario. If you have a water bottle and some people go for these uh, supplements and all, uh, you know, like a juice supplement, or, you know, these uh, carbonated drinks, which, uh, you know, now many say are detrimental. Or, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, how would you advise the people? Should they take these drinks or, you know, this, uh, you know, have the drink after your walk? What's your thoughts? Uh, yes, you will. Um, you know, it's not a good idea to drink something salty while you're running because that will make you more thirsty. Uh, so that's out of the question. All the salty uh, drinks that you get um, uh, that you shouldn't you should be drinking. Uh, basically, while you are running, you just need to drink water. Try and avoid carbonated drinks because that gas inside there is going to upset you. It's going to upset your tummy and, and cause a problem for you while you're running. So just water is, is good enough uh, while, you're, while you're running. Uh, if you are a person who, uh, uh, who requires extra glucose, uh, yes, you can you can put a bit of fruit juice or whatever it is inside there, uh, but and and that should be quite okay. It's no problem, no problem with that. And of course, after running, uh, yes, you can have your fruit juice and whatever else you want to have. Try to avoid carbonated drinks because they have been shown to cause quite a lot of problems, uh, besides causing problems in the stomach and the bowel with the extra gas. Uh, it has it has been shown to to also cause kidney stones. Uh, the response people who drink a lot of fizzy drinks um, are now creating kidney stones. Uh, the carbonated drinks are forming carbon, carbon uh, oxalate, calcium oxalate stones, uh, which are which are, uh, which are which are which are creating a problem for them. So rather keep away from carbonated drinks. Uh, water is what your body needs when you are perspiring, uh, and the more you perspire, the more water you need. 
but don't drink a lot of water while you're running because it goes into your stomach and your, your stomach acts like a bag full of water. And as you're running, it's going to it's going to bounce up and down, creating a problem. Uh, it's going to, it's going to have a shearing effect on the tissues around. So you should just have sips of water while you're running. Just a few gulps of water, and that's it. Uh, and uh, uh, just to hydrate yourself, not a lot of water to drink while you're running. Yeah, Jazakallah for that, uh, Doctor Babu says Assalamu alaikum. I'm so intrigued, uh, Doctor. Uh, perhaps I'm thinking deeply here. Uh, if I so if I'm uh, if I if I walk for 30 minutes, uh, then I will be burning close to uh, uh, I, I see 200 cal- calories per day. So in other words, uh, doctor, for 28 days, I would be burning maybe 5,600 calories. Now, for every 7,000 calories I will burn, I will lose one kg, doctor, so that uh, I would be uh, losing a kg weight just by uh, exercising, just by walking. I'm very happy for that, and I hope all my sisters are listening. They don't have to go and waste money <laughs> on the diet drinks. <laughs> Doctor, how you respond to Babu? A bit naughty there. Yes, uh, yes, and he's taking a shot at his sisters. Uh, but uh, but you know he's right. The, the, you know if you walk, you again providing you don't put the calories back in. That's very very important. Uh, and uh, you see this so often. People walk and they say, "I walk." I walked uh, for half an hour, I walked for one hour, and then you see them sitting with a milkshake. Uh, you know, you, you can just shake your head and wonder, you know, they walked one hour to lose weight, and they're sitting with a milkshake after walking. You're putting all those calories and even more back again inside. So all that walk was not, no benefit in losing your calories, but you will get benefit from the exercise with your muscles and your joints and your, and, and your flexibility you get that improvement, but you won't lose weight because uh, you put the calories back in. So it's very important to make sure that we don't put those calories back in uh, after, you know, after walking. Uh, if you want to lose weight, you need to make sure that the calorie level that you put, the calorie amount that you're putting in, is uh, is low, as, as low as you can go. Uh, and uh, the, you know, the, the benefits of walking is is amazing. Jafat, uh, it's it's you know. It, it clears your mind uh, it, 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 because your blood is pumping throughout your body. Uh, it, uh, it, it clears your, your, your any obstructions in the blood vessels, any problems that you have uh, uh, that, that you may be having. It clears everything out. Uh, your, your, your mind becomes a bit clearer. Uh, you start breathing a bit better. You start breathing deeper and you, you start breathing faster. You're taking more oxygen in. You're getting out more carbon dioxide. Your heart gets a chance to go heart uh, with a high pulse rate, high heart rate. Uh, that is exercise for the heart, uh, and uh, uh, and that's very good for the heart because it's it's, it's exercising the heart muscle. Uh, and then you and then it's very good for digestion as well. People who walk uh, on a regular basis very few, very seldom suffer from constipation and indigestion uh, because the walking helps the bowel to to move. Uh, Correctly, it, 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 it moves in a uh, in a better way so that you don't get constipated. Uh, it helps with uh, your kidney function as well, where you, where your kidney starts working a little bit better. Uh, it also increases uh, the hormone levels, uh, testosterone. Uh, testosterone level. If you want to increase your testosterone level, walk on a regular basis and brisk walking on a regular basis will increase your testosterone concentration. 
and uh, and make you stronger because testosterone, uh, being a sex hormone, is also responsible for muscle uh, performance, our muscles. And that's why men have bigger muscles because we have testosterone. Uh, and women have testosterone, but not as much as men. But it will increase your testosterone level uh, if you're walking. And of course, all the benefits of uh, of the mus- muscles in your body, uh, the, the flexibility of your joints, the flexibility of your ligaments, uh, and also uh, the other important thing is that every joint in our body uh, is a joint where it has a, a little sac next to it, which produces uh, sebum, which is uh, not sebum, it produces a uh, sebaceous fluid, uh, which is not, it's an oily fluid uh, that comes out from there to lubricate the joints. The joints. Uh, so that's a lubricant for the joints, and that uh, the stimulus for the for those glands to produce this oily substance um, is exercise, is walking, uh, is exercise. When the moment you start exercising the joint, uh, the this these glands around the joint start producing this oily substance, which goes into the joints and um, and makes and lubricates those joints. So it becomes less stiff, it becomes more mobile. Uh, but now now the opposite. Think about the opposite. If you're sitting all day and not walking too much, those glands are not stimulated with the result that they are not producing uh, the oil that, that is required. The joints get a bit dry, they go a bit stiff, they become painful. So you see the opposite, it doesn't help us. Uh, but just by walking, you are creating the, those, uh, uh, that oil that, that uh, lubricates those joints. And this happens in every joint in our body. Uh, it's amazing what Allah Ta'ala has, has done to our body, how Allah Ta'ala has given us things that work automatically in our body. We don't even have to think about it. And everything is sorted out for us uh, if we just uh, look after our body, take care of our body. Yeah, beautiful indeed, uh, Doctor. I'm looking at a message from Hanif. He says, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, you guys are making me think about a barefoot walking. Doctor, how fortunate we are in the House of Islam that uh, before we go to the enter the masjid, we take off our shoes and socks and have a wudu. And, and then we walk onto the carpet. But how beautiful it will be, Doctor, if you walked onto uh, mud and clay, like during the Prophet's time, they worshipped on uh, the soil. How great that was. And uh, the whole earth, we should be walking at least uh, barefoot uh, a few hours at a time. What's your views on that, Doctor? Because this is something that we are missing out on, walking barefoot on Mother Earth. Uh, doctor, how do you respond yeah. to Hanif? Yes, uh, it's very important that, in fact, we encourage children to, to, be, to be allowed to run around and to walk around bare feet, uh, especially in the house or in, an, in a safe area uh, where there are no glass or any uh, uh, sharp uh, on the beach, on the beach sand. Uh, it's very good, absolutely very good for the, uh, for the feet uh, to be able to walk uh, in, in those situations. But we have to be careful that we don't injure ourselves. But by wearing shoes all the time, uh, the, 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 our soles become, the, the skin becomes very delicate. The skin becomes very thin and delicate. The result that uh, walking on, on ordinary uh, asphalt will, will hurt you simply because your, your, the undersurface of your foot, your sole, is not uh, used to that kind of, uh, of uh, surface. But uh, if you walk bare feet, for a long period of time, the skin on your sole of your foot will become thicker, will definitely become thicker, 
with the result that you will be able to then walk on on rougher surfaces uh, without feeling any pain. Uh, and uh, uh, so if you really want to walk barefoot, uh, you have to do it on a regular basis to develop that thick skin on the, on the sole of your foot uh, so that it becomes easier for you to do that. And, and you can start off by walking barefoot in the house. Uh, walk barefoot in the house, uh, walk barefoot in, the, in your back garden. If you've got a garden which is quite safe to walk on, uh, perfect, absolutely perfect. It's very good for the feet uh, to do that, and especially for children to develop their arch. Uh, it's very important for them uh, to, be, uh, to be allowed to, to run around, to be allowed to walk around barefoot, uh, because that's what makes them develop their arch. You know, Doctor, whilst you're talking, I, I mean, you're just making me go into the picture. And I'm thinking, you know, I did everything, whatever doc told me. I ran on the tar and I ran on the, this, that. But, you know, even we, 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 we spoke about grounding and walking on grass and all that. Uh, barefoot, you're talking about. What about that uh, beautiful feeling of walking on sea sand, you know, with barefoot? And, uh, you know, it sometimes is a tedious thing, but it's such an enjoyable, refreshing thing with the waves uh, crashing near your feet. And uh, the sound of, uh, you know, that lovely seagulls over there and you breathing in a beautiful, lovely, you know, salt into you. Talk to me about that uh, scenario, doctor, and how fortunate we are that we have the Indian Ocean right nearby. But maybe you'll say, hey, Shafat, it's not the same Indian Ocean. <laughs> uh, go ahead, uh, doctor. Yes, walking on the beach is very good exercise. Absolutely very good. And in, and in fact, you can decide where you want to walk. Because the closer you are to the water, the harder the sand and makes it a bit easier for you to walk. If you want to make it a bit more difficult for yourself, you walk on the soft sand for a while, not for long, because it'll hurt you and it'll, 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 you know, it'll create a, a lot of pressure on your, on your thigh muscles and especially your calf muscles and your foot muscles. Uh, so, uh, you know, you can go in and out, uh, go to the soft area and then go to the hard area again. Uh, but uh, yes, and, and with the water, with the waves coming through, it's fine, absolutely good. Uh, but, you know, we have to be careful in the Durban area uh, because uh, of the E. coli that's in the water there. Uh, we don't know sometimes whether there's E. coli there or not. And if you have an open wound on your foot, uh, if you have a crack on your foot or you've got athlete's feet with the with uh, part of the skin missing uh, where the, where the athlete's, athlete's foot is between your toes, uh, you can get E. coli getting in there, creating a problem for you. Uh, so I would, I would, in the Durban area for the time being, until they sort their sewage problem out, uh, we have an E. coli problem here. And uh, uh, we, we you know, rather rather just walk on the sand, uh, you'll be safer doing that. Uh, but if you know for sure that you don't have a crack on your, or a, or a, or a wound on your feet, uh, then you can, sure, you can walk on, walk on your, uh, in the water. But as soon as you come out, Please rinse your feet very, very well in the showers that are provided outside uh, to take whatever uh, nonsense that was in the water out from your foot. Uh, so uh, that's important to do immediately. Well, Doctor, I'm going to share a story with you because uh, the late uh, Ibrahim Gengar Rahimullah was very, very close with you. I know. I think uh, when you did your first uh, medical show, was it on uh, Samal Khaira, Doctor? Yes, it was. Uh, it was in, uh, in some somewhere like 2000 and or 2003, somewhere there. Yeah, now, Ibrahim, whenever he came down, he stayed, always stayed with me. You know, he'll uh, make sure they'll spend a day or two with me. So one morning, I took him to the uh, Indian Ocean, and I held his hand and said, hey, come, Brazo, man, put your, dip your feet here. 
Yeah, you know, you won't believe it, Doc. Ibrahim was jumping, running away. I said, what's wrong? He said, hey, chef, I, I can't take it. I don't, I got a fear. I grabbed him and I pulled him right into the water and I made him stand up. I said, don't fear, I'm with you. You know, I, it's a moment that I uh, I can share with you because that great uh, soul, you know, uh, the, the pioneer of Islamic broadcasting had the fear of water. But Alhamdulillah, subsequently over the, you know, months he came and over a few years, he, he got used to the ocean and you, but he never went in. He always stood on the shoreline and enjoyed that. But, uh, you know, what I want to know from you, even, uh, you know, the, the squash players like uh, Jansher Khan and Jahangir uh, Khan always did the exercises on the seashores, uh, uh, doctor, on the sea sand, where they demarcated an area and ran up and down. So perhaps, you know, it, it, uh, running on the sea sand, uh, will, uh, will, will, uh, your, your muscles and your tendons will work harder. Uh, it will uh, ensure that, uh, you know, your, your your foot and your ankle will be much stronger. And uh, perhaps, I don't know if you played squash, uh, doctor. Uh, you know, I used to try that and it improved my uh, my uh, my squash. What about you, doc? Yes, uh, you know, you would have to exert more more force uh, walking, uh, running on soft soil. Uh, definitely, your muscles are going to be um, strengthened more, even more than just walking on on. Uh, on land or, or on, on, on grass, uh, definitely you, 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 there's more pressure on your calf muscles and, and on your thigh muscles as well, your quadriceps and your hamstrings uh, and your buttocks muscles as well. So all those muscles and of course your core muscles as well. Uh, so, you know, you, you're, getting a, you're getting a very good uh, uh, exercise by just uh, walking on that soft soil or if running is even better if you can, if you can manage to do that. But it's hard, it's really hard to do that simply because of the extra extra force that you need to do uh, to be able to do that. Now, if you walk, if you, if you do that on soft soil and then you come back on land, you find that you will have so much of energy, so much of power to run faster on land because now you don't have that obstruction of that soft sand uh, creating a barrier for you. Uh, so, yes, it, it will help definitely playing squash, even playing tennis, even, even pedal that's, that's being played now. Uh, it'll definitely help to strengthen your muscles uh, for those games. No, absolutely. And, you know, people do have this. Uh, uh, I noticed uh, Mufti's uh, nephew, uh, Yusuf Karim, uh, we call him Josie. Uh, and he was uh, complaining to me a few months ago. And he says, you know, uh, Chef, our people, they don't take back the beaches. They don't go and enjoy the beaches like how we should be enjoying the beaches. We as families should go and claim our beaches back. But unfortunately, doctor, you know, with the, the crime levels and, uh, you know, what the country is going through, uh, you can't go and claim your beaches back because uh, these criminals, they target anyone and everyone. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Doc? Uh, yes, again, you know, it's, it's something that we have to live with. And uh, uh, you find a lot of beggars coming along as well. And, you know, it's always a good idea to take extra food and maybe give, give them some extra, some food that you have uh, with, with you. Uh, but you know, it's not only the water. You know that you can have a good time just going, just going to the beach and sitting on the sand and let the kids play in the sand and build their castles and build whatever they want to do. It's very, very good fun for the children, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, you know it's it's good fun to be outside uh, doing that. And you get you can get a lot of sun as well on your body, uh, which will help you to get that vitamin D that. That uh, that we lack, uh, most of us are lacking vitamin D, and and that that's that will be very good for uh, for the vitamin D as well. So on the beach, there is a slight difference uh, from land, uh, because when you 
when you are on the beach, uh, you get the sun from the sun itself, the sun, the sun rays, and of course you get the sun reflected off the waves back onto you uh, on the shore. So you you get a double exposure of the sun, uh, one from the sun itself and one from the reflection of the sun from the water, uh, and that's why people get sunburned so so badly when they are on the beach. Uh, yet they may not get sunburned so much if they are on land. Uh, the reason is you're getting a double dose of, of sunshine uh, because of the reflection of the sun on the water. So, uh, so but it's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing to have some sun, not for long, but it's, 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 uh, it's something that's very beneficial for us. Uh, so, uh, yes, um, you know, and remember, you, you know, the kids can play ball games on the, on the uh, just pick, a, pick an area where there's a lot of uh, flat sand, flat, land, flat area uh, where you can sit and have some fun. Uh, besides the water, you know, if you want to go into the water, that's fine, but make sure that you have a shower as, as soon as you come out and make sure that the E. coli, e. coli levels in the Durban area are low, uh, so that uh, that will not pose a problem for you. You know, Doctor, you make a very valid point there indeed. It's so therapeutic to only even sit at the beach and look at the ocean. Therapeutic for the children to play with, uh, you know, the buckets and make sandcastles and so forth. And also therapeutic if, you know, there are puddles around and you can go snorkeling into those uh, puddles and look at the different uh, sea life uh, there is. And there's something about, you know, uh, nature, Mother Nature. Recently, we had this big moon, uh, you know, they called it the blue moon. And uh, many of us, uh, you know, generally miss out on things like this because we sleep more often than to look at uh, Mother Nature. Did you catch a glimpse of that big moon, uh, Doctor? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you know uh, we, we should pick a we, we should pick a beach which is not a not a swimming beach as such uh, because with the swimming beach you're going to get ladies in bikinis and all kinds of and it's not not good for us to be exposed to that kind of thing you know so we should go to a beach which is a little which is not a not a swimming beach uh, where there are rocks and um, you know uh, so so that we we're not exposed to uh, we you know we we have to lower our gaze but I mean. Sometimes, you know, it, the, uh, in a swimming, swimming area, uh, there's so much of exposure of the skin uh, that it's very difficult to avoid that. Uh, so rather go to an area, a safer area, uh, where there are people around uh, and uh, where, where it's not swimming. It's a swimming area that, uh, that where, the, where these people who are underclothed uh, are, uh, are present. So rather go to an area where uh, swimming is not uh, very popular uh, so that you don't get, uh, uh, you know, this uh, over, under uh, overexposed uh, individuals. So I think that's important for us to do, so that everybody is at ease, uh, so that you're not worried about, uh, you know, um, causing an, a problem with your iman. Uh, good, uh, good point. There are no distractions. Then uh, remember, parda be Sharia compliant all the time. Don't be selective on that, doctor. This evening, you really. You know, you walk the talk, and uh, perhaps uh, your parting words uh, before I let you go. I must say that all of us, all of us should walk, uh, and and not only walk for half an hour in the morning and then sit the whole day. That's not going to cause any benefit to us. Uh, we must walk through the day as well. We must keep walking, do as much walking as possible. Uh, if you are in a car, uh, driving all the time, uh, when you get a chance to stop, walk around. Uh, Try and park it far away from your, the entrance of wherever you're going, so that that walk that you 
that you do to that uh, premises and back again to your car, it will be regarded as a walk. Uh, don't park close to the entrance because uh, your walking is going to be short. So if you are if you are working indoors and sitting at an office desk, uh, you know every half an hour, 45 minutes, get up and take a walk around the house. Uh, go and, go and go from room to room and just walk around, walk around, and just to get your circulation going. And you find a big improvement in in your strength, in your flexibility, and you prevent yourself from getting many illnesses uh, that people have from just sitting uh, on on the chair all day. Zakala Khaira, doctor, you have a beautiful and a mashallah evening ahead. Inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for the Isha Azan and inshallah we will continue after that.